Welcome to Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. Your weekly opportunity to tune in and listen to the best review team online, taking time out to chat with you and each other about everything lingerie. Our incredible team have reviewed over 6,000 products, so they know what they're talking about. Every week is different, from chatting about their favorite brands of hosiery to educating you about playing safe when delving into the world of kinkwear for the first time. So for open and frank talk on all topics surrounding the world of lingerie, you're in the right place. Enjoy today's episode. Well, hello everyone and welcome to the Lingerie Podcast. My name is Dolly, or the Queen of Pyjamas you may know me as, and today we're going to be talking about psychology, very deep. Well, actually, colour psychology to be more specific. So, for those of you that haven't heard of colour psychology, it's all about, you guessed it, colours. It's what psychologists say different colours can do to us, the effects they can have on um, our moods and things like that. So I'm going to be giving you a brief overview of what colour psychology is, how it can affect us, how it's used in advertising, things like that. Then we're going to go through um, what each colour is meant to represent. And then I'm going to, of course, guys, of course, give you my opinion, because it may differ from the professional psychologist. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to safely say that they have got a much better idea than me. But what is a world without um, free speech? eh? So you'll be getting a little bit of my opinion, too. So if we start off with um, a brief overview of colour psychology. In 1666, English scientist Sir Isaac Newton discovered that when pure white light pure white light passes through a prism, it separates into all of the visible colours. Newton also found that each colour is made up of a single wavelength and cannot be separated any further into colours. Don't worry, guys, it's going to get a bit simpler. Further experiments demonstrated that light could be combined to form other colours. For example, red light mixed with yellow light creates an orange colour. Some colours, such as green and magenta, cancel each other out when mixed, so just result in a white light. If you've ever painted, then you've probably noticed how certain colours can be mixed to create other colours. Okay, so this is uh, what Isaac Newton said about it, so it's a bit deep. Given the prevalence of colour, one would expect colour psychology to be a well-developed area. Surprisingly, little theoretical or empirical work has been conducted to date on colour's influence on psychological functioning. Um, so basically, they're saying that they think colours are much more important than being aesthetically pleasing and that they can show a lot about people's psychology. Despite the general lack of research in the area, the concept of colour psychology has become a hot topic in marketing, art, design and other areas. Much of the evidence in this emerging area is anecdotal at best. But researchers and experts have made a few important discoveries and observations about the psychology of colour and the effect it has on moods, feelings and behaviours. Your feelings about colour are often def- deeply personal and rooted in your own experience or culture. So I'm just going to go off there for a second. So I went to China in 2007 uh, with my family, we went for a couple of months, and in China, red is the lucky colour. In most of the Western world, it means stop or bad, whereas in China, red means good. So uh, the traffic lights were different. Red meant go. Um, And yeah, if you give someone money in China, you must give it to them in a red envelope. So um, 
it's respectful to do it that way and yeah the color red in china has such such great importance and i remember thinking it odd because in western society that i've grown up in red can be seen as a bit angry i know it has the love and passion connotations as well but usually sort of anger and stop uh, an emergency but yeah completely different in china so i think a lot of it is um well it's like anything the question of nature and nurture what is in us and what is um, influenced by our surroundings for example, um, the colour white is used in many Western countries to represent purity and innocence. Uh, we use white for christenings, uh, whites uh, associated with virgins, uh, but it's actually seen as a symbol of mourning in most Eastern countries. So it's the equivalent to their black, really. So why is colour so powerful and why does it affect so much of our lives? What effects can it have on our bodies and minds? Um, what perceptions of colour are subjective? There are some colour effects that have universal meaning and what is more, you know, cultural or more based on your surroundings? Colours in the red area of the spectrum are known as warm colours. That includes orange and yellows as well. These warm colours supposedly evoke emotions ranging from feelings of warmth and comfort, but also to anger and hostility. Colours on the blue side of the spectrum are known as cool colours and include purple, blues and greens. These colours are often described as calm, but can also call to mind feelings of sadness or indifference, because I don't like blues and greens. They make me feel a bit cold, a bit... um what's the word, sort of sterical, sterile, you know, but like a doctor's office. I'm not a fan of the cool colours. So how do people respond to different colours? Um, and I'm going to list some colours and we're going to go through them and see what the psych psychologists say about it and then what Dolly says about it. So the colours that we're covering today are going to be black, white, red, blue, green, yellow, purple, brown, orange, and of course, last but not least, my most favourite colour of all, pink. So let's start off with black. Now, black isn't a primary colour, it's not a secondary colour, and it's not a tertiary colour. I don't even know what that means. But apparently, black isn't a colour at all, because it's not on the colour wheel, um, and it's not considered a colour. It's all colours, or rather the absorption of all colours. Gosh, that sounds very deep, doesn't it? But yeah, black absorbs all light in the colour spectrum. But of course, we do think it's a colour. According to your colour psychology, colour-related emotion is highly dependent on your personal preference and past experiences, and the colour black is no different. Individual reactions to black can vary widely. Um, according to German scientist Hermann von Helmholtz, black is a real sensation, even if, it's produced, even if it's produced by the entire absence of light. The sensation of black is distinctly different from the lack of sensation. So what he's saying there is... People say it's not a colour, but it is. Some positive associations of black. Some people, for some people, black evokes positive associations, including attractiveness and elegance. I think black is very elegant, I would agree. Uh, the colour black oozes sophistication. That's why so many people choose to don black clothing when attending a fancy event. It's also why high-end brands like Tiffany & Co and Chanel utilise a lot of black in their logos. I would agree with that. I know black uh, traditionally is meant to be um, mourning and grief and things, but I think it's timeless and it's sort of classness, classlessness. It's it's free of class connotations. Anyone can wear black and look brilliant in black. Um, it's a statement, but then it's not. I think black is brilliant. 
When it comes to high society, the colour black has long been associated with power, from priests to judges, tuxedos to credit cards, and let's not forget about Steve Jobs. So yes, I would agree with that. I think black universally, and especially for me, has more of um, a sort of glamorous, untouchable feel than it does misery. Negative associations, however... Um, well, I think black's been used to associate with anything negative, hasn't it? Throughout history, the sombre colour has been tied to death of all things, evil and bad. The connection between black and negativity is probably most clearly seen in our language, um, just like these common expressions. Black Monday, black plague, black magic, black hole, black hearted, black male, black market. You know, although a lot of those things do, um, do relate to darkness, it's kind of, um, yeah, they've got a lot of miserable connotations and nothing says bad guy like the colour black, does it? Um, though black is worn by people of all walks of society, it's often seen as the stereotypical colour of criminals and villains. And you think like Dracula, Darth Vader, even Cruella de Vil, people like that. But black is the perfect example of how colour meaning can differ from one person or one culture. Like I said, in many Western traditions, black is associated with death and mourning, where in China, the colour of death is white. So I found a little page here that's using the colour black in feng shui. Feng shui, a way of harmonising your home, office and other environments, um... Each colour represents a feng shui element. Black is associated with the water element, evokes power, mystery and calm. When it's used sparingly, black has a grounding effect on your environment. So apparently here's a few tips for making your living or working area better with black. Consider a black door for doors that face north, east or south east. Choose black for your children's rooms to bring calm and creativity. Oh, I don't think you'd get that in Western society, would you? A black children's room. If you have a home office in the north part of your house, paint one wall black. Mm, not sure how Feng Shui uh, ties in, but there we go. People's preference from certain colours is based on a whole host of factors, though, including environment, personality, experience, upbringing. Um, pay attention to how the colour black makes you feel. Well, I'm going to go with the positive associations that the experts uh, mention, which are, yeah, gracefulness, classiness, all those kind of things. So, shall we move on to the colour white? So, we're on to white. I wonder if that's the colour. Mm, very confusing. In many Eastern cultures, white is symbolically linked to death and sadness. It's often the colour of funerals and mourning. Whereas in Western cultures, white is often associated with weddings, hospitals, angels, and is used to convey a sense of purity, cleanliness, and peacefulness. So... According to the psychologists, the colour white represents purity or innocence. While a bride wearing white was often thought to convey a bride's virginity, blue was once a traditional colour worn by brides to symbolise purity. I knew that, and that comes from the Virgin Mary. She was um, supposed to be wearing a blue headscarf. She's now depicted in all blue. But yes, people... Well, originally, people would just get married in their Sunday best. Then it became blue. And then, I think it was in the 20s, a princess got married in white, and it, or it that was the colour. But yeah, it's only since sort of... Um, late Victorian times, that white has symbolised purity. Um, white is bright and can create a sense of space and add highlights. I, fi I find white very spacious. Um, I don't know if I find it calming, though. I find it quite sterile. If I was in a big white room, I don't think I'd feel particularly chilled out. Um, 
Oh, look, that's exactly what it says here. So it says, uh, white is bright, can create a sense of space or add highlights. Designers often use the colour white to make rooms seem larger. However, white is also described as cold, bland and sterile. So, yes, I think that's how it makes me feel. Rooms painted completely white, although seeming spacious, can seem empty and unfriendly. Yes, yeah, so I would say that I get the negative connotations from white. Hospitals and hospital workers use white to create a sense of sterility. Some of the positive meanings that white can convey include cleanliness, freshness, simplicity. So I do agree with that, but then only to an extent. I do think white's clean, but only because you can see the dirt on it. So I think like a pale blue or something would look nice and sterile and clean. Um, But yes, uh, the colour white often seems to state a blank state or symbolise a new beginning or fresh start, like a clean clean slate or new sheet of paper, I suppose. On the negative side, white can seem stark, cold and isolating. Hmm. I think I would go with the negative ones for that, actually. So, so far I've gone with the positive for the black and the negative for the white. Um, Here's a fun little fact. One study on adults' colour preferences showed that out of a total of 18 colours, including no preference, white ranked only 15th as the overall favourite colour. Hmm, it fared a little better when some adults were asked to rank their favourite colours for clothing. It came 10th for clothing, but overall 15th, which is, yeah, out of 18, it's pretty low down there. And if you think one of those choices was no preference. Uh, When asked to choose their favourite colours for the physical environments, white was overwhelmingly the number one favourite for listed rooms, living rooms, bedrooms, offices and meeting rooms. Um, So, yeah, that's interesting. So red, um, people tend to associate red with negative danger-bearing emotions. This be, could be because it's the colour of fire, blood and sometimes of poisonous, dangerous animals. Uh, red is also used to convey danger in a non-literal way. Some examples of this include using the phrase in the red to describe like financial loss or red flag. Mm, yeah, uh, so it's sort of the uh, symbol of alarm bells, isn't it? The stimulating colour is also associated with excitement. Studies show that being exposed to or wearing red can cause some of the following physical effects. Elevated blood pressure, enhanced metabolism, increased heart rate. Um, All of these physiological changes naturally cause your energy levels to spike. Now, I'm not sure about that, guys. I'm one of those people. I am completely owned by my emotions. I wake up and... The day, I don't tell myself how I feel, the day does, you know. I'm very, like, yeah, I'm a slave to my emotions. So for me, it wouldn't matter if I was wearing a red jumper or not. If I was having a calm day, I'd be having a calm day. Those kind of things don't tend to affect me that much, but um, that doesn't go for everyone. Uh, Aggression. Across cultures, people intuitively associate red with the concept of anger. This relationship makes sense, given that many people get red in the face when they're angry. The expression seeing red is thought to be based on the physical characteristics associated with anger, including redness of the face and neck. I didn't know that, seeing red. Mm. But it also means passion and desire, so it doesn't always signal danger and aggression. Perhaps not surprisingly, red is linked to love and desire. These associations could explain why people wearing red are consistently rated as more attractive by the opposite sex yeah i think like a woman in red says to me you know and red-blooded woman when you hear red-blooded woman you don't think oh she's angry she's red because she's raging so much you think sexy don't you red can represent power 
a relationship that can be found all over modern day society. The power tie worn by businessmen is traditionally red, the hallowed red carpet. Um, do you know what I associate red with? I don't, for me personally, it's not necessarily emotional. I don't see red and think of, yeah, emotions. I just think of royalty. So I think red is regal and, yes, all things royal. Let's move on to blue. Blue is a colour often found in nature, such as the pale blue of a daytime sky or the rich dark blue of a deep pool of water. It's for this reason people often describe the colour blue as calm and serene. Yet, as a cool colour, blue can sometimes seem icy, distant or even cold. Yes, I do like blue, but I find it, um, I would say yes, calming, but also a bit, I don't know. I think sterile again, maybe. So, the psychology of blue. Blue is described as a favourite colour by many people and is the colour most preferred by men. Mm. Again, I don't know if that's nature or nurture. Do you think they just say that because they think all oh, boys don't like pink? And when I was a kid, I was always put in blue. So I'm not sure that's actually something inbuilt in the brain as much as it is, you know, society. Uh, because blue is favoured by so many, it is often viewed as a non-threatening colour that can seem conservative and traditional. I would agree with that. Blue is quite non-threatening, isn't it? It's not as boring as wearing black or white, but it doesn't tend to say as much as other colours. You know, I dress a lot in pink and I think that says a lot about, um, not necessarily my personality, but what I'm like, you know, and I find people that wear a lot of blue tend to be a bit more, um, well, I think they don't want to offend anyone, you know, it's quite, um, sort of neutral colour, isn't it? Blue is often seen as a sign of stability and reliability. Businesses that want to project an image of security often utilise blue. That's very true. But blue can also create feelings of sadness and aloofness. Consider how painting that heavily features blue, such as those produced by Picasso during his blue period, can seem lonely, sad or forlorn. And if you think the saying, are you feeling blue, you know, someone's got the blues. Um, blue is one of the most popular colours because it's one of the least appetising. Oh, that's true. You don't want to eat at all anything blue, do you? Some weight loss plans even recommend eating your food off a blue plate. Blue rarely occurs naturally in food, except for blueberries. And humans are ge geared to avoid foods that are poisonous. Mmm. A blue colouring in food is often a sign of poison or spoilage. Mm. See, I'm going to give you my honest opinion on that. It doesn't matter what colour my plate is on, I'm going to eat it. Um, sorry, what colour plate my food is on. I'm going to eat the food. So I don't think I would be put off uh, by something like that. But I suppose more sensitive people might be. Uh, blue is often used to decorate offices because research has shown that people are more productive in blue rooms. As well as being one of the most popular colours, it can also lower the pulse rate and body temperature. Again, I think that's a bit extreme, personally. I don't know, let me know if you're out there and you see blue and you think, wow... I feel chill, let me know. But consider how blue is used in language. Blue moon, blue Monday, blue blood. So blue blood is like royalty, isn't it? So that ties into the royal thing. But the blues, blue ribbon, etc. Overall, blue is seen as calming, inspiring and productive. Mm. I see it as kind of neutral personally, but I would, yeah, to an extent I would agree on all of that. Obviously, guys, my opinions don't mean as much as the experts, but they're just fun to have. Enjoying the conversations today? Well, we wanted to take a short break to tell you more about our website. 
Are you looking to treat a loved one or yourself to some new lingerie or hosiery and don't know where to start? Let the most diverse team of presenters from across the globe introduce you to more than 500 brands as we publish new and exclusive reviews every day. In fact, we have over 6,000 reviews available online right now, and you can join us from only $9.99 a month. However, we want to treat you to something a little special for listening to our podcast today. Use the promo code PODCAST to get 10% off the purchase price. Best of all, there's no time limit with this code, so you can keep using it when you renew your membership. So after listening to the rest of the podcast, head on over to lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use the promo code podcast today. Thanks for listening. Now let's get back to the podcast. So on to green. Green often symbolizes nature and the natural world. That's what I get from green, purity and earthiness. It is thought to represent tranquility. Other common associations with the colour green are money, but I think that's just because of dollar bills. So I don't really associate money with green because in England, where I'm from, the only note that's green is the £5 note. And of all the notes, that's the one you want least, really. Um, so yes, our money, good luck, health and envy and jealousy are green with envy, uh, as well as environmental awareness. For me, personally, I think overall, when I think of green, I do think of like nature and natural things. But in some cases, uh, green can represent physical illness, such as the phrase turning green. The colour green may positively impact our thinking, our relationships and physical help. Green is thought to relieve stress. And if you think the green room, they put actors in that, don't they, to chill them out before they get on stage um, in the green room. So, yeah, I would agree with that because green, you do... Yeah, I would agree. I feel like envy and then, yeah, a bit sickly. But on the whole, nature and fields and all things that come from Earth. Because wherever you go over the world, everyone's got green things, haven't they? Reminds me of outdoors. So yellow is apparently one of the most attention-grabbing colours. Since yellow is the most visible colour, it is also the most attention-getting colour. Sorry, I've moved on to yellow without letting you know. I've got very excited. So I like yellow. Um, I think yellow is a mystery colour. I'm going to say a sweeping statement here. I don't think the colour yellow suits Caucasian people. There you go. Come at me if you want. I personally think Caucasian skin tone is a little bit too close to yellow. So uh, if you've got a pinky tone to your skin, I think the yellow can look clashing with that. And if you've got a, like me, a sort of grey, pasty tone, it can wash you out. So, uh, yeah, big sweeping statement there. I don't like yellow for clothes. Uh, but then on people of colour, I think it looks absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, it is attention grabbing. Yellow can be used a small amount to draw in notice, such as on traffic lights and advertisements. Mm, I don't know about that. I don't know if yellow screams notice to me but yellow is also the most fatiguing to the eye yes that's what i think of yellow it's bright isn't it due to the high amount of light that's reflected using yellow as a background on paper or computer monitors can lead to eye strain or even vision loss in extreme cases yellow is mainly known as energetic yeah that's what i would think when i think yellow apart from thinking not for my wardrobe not gonna wear yellow i think um Yes, yeah, sunshine, happiness. I think yellow reminds me of sort of friendship. I know that's 
strange association, but that's what I accept with yellow. Um, yellow is apparently linked to frustration. Hmm. While it's considered a cheerful colour, people are more likely to lose their tempers in yellow rooms and babies tend to cry more in yellow rooms. That's weird. Yellow is a bright colour often described as cheery and warm. I would agree with that. I mean, I can't speak for the baby front, guys. Uh, I wouldn't know if babies cry more in yellow rooms, but I see yellow as a, a sort of happy neutral. It's not super attention-grabbing to me, but it is a positive colour, I think. Yeah, bright, positive, but I suppose it's it's traditionally known as gender neutral, isn't it? So maybe that's why I think um, neutral. But I don't know, maybe you guys don't agree with that. So, purple. The psychologists say purple is unique and exotic. Purple represents wisdom, bravery and spirituality. I get that from purple. I always think purple is the most mysterious colour. When I was young, I wanted to be a witch. And that's when purple was my favourite colour. Now I am wear my heart on my sleeve and I'm straight in with the pink. But yeah, I think purple is um, yeah spiritual and enigmatic, personally. Purple also represents wisdom and spirituality. It's rare and mysterious nature. Oh, it's rare and mysterious nature. Perhaps causes it to seem connected to the unknown, supernatural and divine. Yeah, I think um, witches and wizards and purple mist and all sorts of things. But then it depends on the shade, really. Like when I think of lavender, I think of little old ladies. Uh, let's see shades. Different shades of purple have different spiritual meanings. For instance... Light purples are associated with light-hearted romantic energies. I'd agree with that. Like mauves and things like that. While darker shades can represent sadness and frustration. In some parts of Europe, purple is associated with death and mourning. I didn't know that. Whereas in America, the Purple Heart is one of the highest honours for bravery in a military service. So, yeah, it sort of represents courage and bravery. But it's also quite exotic, I think. Um, visually, purple is one of the most difficult colours to discriminate. It also has the strongest electromagnetic wavelength. Being just a few wavelengths up from X-rays and gamma rays. Hmm. For this reason, it is often used in visual illustrations. Hmm. Now, I don't know much about electromagnetic wavelengths, I'm afraid, but feel free to Google that after the podcast. Not now, though, guys, because we're coming up to my favourite colour soon. In writing, the phrase purple prose is sometimes used to describe writing that's extremely imaginative. And, yeah, I think that, again, for me, ties into um, the whole otherworldly, like, over-the-top... Um, yeah, for me, purple is... I would pretty much agree it's spiritual and... Um, mysterious responses to the color purple can vary considerably from one person to the next but many feel the color is royal and mysterious i would agree i do feel it's quite regal um yeah i'd agree with purple actually i think they've got it spot on <laughs> i think they've got it spot on how funny obviously they're the experts Okay, on to brown, the most boring colour. Like most colours, brown can have positive and negative associations. Some of the key characteristics associated with the colour brown in psychology include a sense of strength and reliability. Brown is often seen as solid, much like the earth, and the colour is associated with resilience, dependability, security. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Like, you know, in plug sockets, the brown one is the safe one, isn't it? Mm. But brown can also um, be related to feelings of loneliness, sadness and isolation. In large quantities, it can seem a vast, stark, empty colour. Void of life. Mm. 
I don't personally associate brown with sadness, but I, I do see that. It's not exactly inspiring, the colour brown, is it? It can also um, relay feelings of warmth, comfort and security. Brown is often described as natural, down-to-earth and conventional, but brown can also be sophisticated. I would agree with that. It's conventional, it's earthy, and it, it's kind of unnoteworthy. No one's ever going to be offended by a brown suit, are they? No one's going to think, oh, brown, so in your face. But apparently it is also related to negative emotions like sadness, and that, the psychologists say, is purely just because it's quite a dark colour. Um... So yeah, a degree of brown. Pretty unnoteworthy, isn't it? Whose favourite colour's brown? I reckon you could tell a lot about people from their favourite colours. If your favourite colour's brown, I think you need to get out more. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. Next up, the colour orange. I like orange, a lot of people do, don't they? Um, according to colour psychology, orange is a combination of yellow and red and is considered the most energetic colour. I'd agree with that. I think red says energy, but it also says warning, etc. to me personally. So I think orange says yes to me. Orange calls to mind feelings of excitement, enthusiasm and warmth. I would agree. Orange is often used to draw attention, such as traffic lights and advertising. Um, orange is energetic, which is perhaps why so many sports teams use orange in their uniforms, mascots and branding. Yeah, I think orange, I think um, sports... Um, what else do I think of when I think orange? Well, it depends, really. Bright orange makes me think of uh, sports, but more browny orange makes me think of, like, fire and amber and things like that. Orange is also the colour of bright sunsets and fruits, such as oranges and tangerines. So people might associate the colour with beauty. Hmm. I do agree, but I think more tropical for me. I do feel the sunset vibes, but I don't immediately associate that. I think I think tropical fruits, tropical... Yeah, just warm and happy. Warm, happy orange. Orange is also linked to autumn. Yeah, so the darker oranges and browns um, make me think of fall more. And pumpkins and things like that. And I suppose Halloween, actually. But yeah, if I see orange by itself, I think bright. But if I see orange and black, I think Halloween. It's funny that, isn't it? Like red and green together just make me think Christmas. Uh, the colour is heavily linked to Halloween. Oh, there we go. So a lot of people think it has a dark or cartoonish association. Hmm. And again, that's nature and nurture, isn't it? Because if you took that to a tribe who don't celebrate Halloween and said, how does orange make you feel? They are not going to mention Halloween or pumpkins. So yeah, um, a bit of both going on there. Okay, here we are, guys. The last colour. Right, and I have of course saved the best till last because this is my absolute favourite. So I'm really pleased that we're finishing off with pink. Colour psychology suggests that different colours can impact our moods and feelings. We've been there. Many people immediately associate the colour pink with all things feminine and girly. The colour pink is thought to be a calming colour associated with love, kindness and femininity. I don't see it as calming, I see it as exciting. But yeah, there's so many different shades of pink. It might also bring to mind romance, such as holidays. Um, Valentine's Day is various shades of pink. But some shades of pale pink are described as relaxing and tranquil, whereas bright, vibrant shades can be stimulating or even, even aggravating. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that should be my bio on Tinder. Stimulating, yet aggravating. Mm, completely agree so far. And yeah, I wouldn't wear a pastel pink myself, but... um. I love it. I, I love all the shades of pink. 
Pink is a light red hue and is typically associated with love and romance. It's often described as a feminine colour, perhaps due to associations people form early in childhood. Yes, I do agree with that. Girls' toys are usually pinks and boys' toys are usually blue. Whereas when I was a child, I hated pink. I refused to have anything pink because I've got an older brother. So when I was a child, I wanted to be exactly like my big brother and I refused to wear anything girly at all. Um which is maybe why I've gone so into the pink in my later life. People associate the colour with qualities that are often thought of as feminine, like softness, kindness, nurturance and compassion. I don't think I'm any four of those things, so I love pink, but I see myself as more of a pink bitch than a pink princess, personally. Pink is thought to have a calming effect. One shade, known as drunk tank pink, is used in prisons to calm inmates. I've never heard of drunk tank pink. Um, I'm going to definitely Google that after the podcast. While pink's calming effect has been demonstrated, researchers of colour psychology has found that the effect only occurs during intense and initial exposure to the colour. So you kind of need to be in, around loads of pink very quickly. When used in prisons, inmates often become even more agitated once they have become accustomed to the colour. Hmm. Um, it's important to remember that colour associations are heavily affected by individual experiences. People who are drawn to pink tend to have pleasant memories of the colour pink, while those who don't like it may have negative associations with it. Well, that's kind of standard, isn't it? Pink is seen as joyful. Some readers have described pink as a colour that evokes feelings of joy and happiness. For other readers, pink gives off a creative and artistic vibe. I think that. I do not wear pink myself. This is an artist is saying this. Um, I do not wear pink myself, but I am drawn to it for my study. Hmm. So some people don't like to wear pink, I suppose because of the connotations of it being girly and feminine. But then in art, they love to use it because it is, well, I think it's like nothing else. You can't even, I mean, apparently the closest colour to pink is purple because red is well, a different hue, but I think they've just got such different connotations. Um, feminine and vibrant, but also childish, I would agree with that. Some people that have a less positive view of the colour thinks it represents little girls. Yes, I would agree with that, and I'm very immature myself. Um, pink makes a lot of people think of springtime, that's a good thing. I think that as well. I think blossoms and blooming. And yeah, it does. Yellow and pink remind me of spring. I know it should be green, really. But um, you see green a lot of the year. Christmas trees are green, you know. You only see pink in spring and summer. Well, in nature, I mean. Pink evokes a whole range of responses. While people often respond to pink in similar ways, it's important to remember the psychology behind any colour can depend on different factors. Um, but a common response from readers is that pink and various shades of pink make them feel euphoric. Hot pink can be seen as vivacious and joyous. Um, and a pink is also very versatile. It really is. So a young girl could wear what you call Barbie pink. A little girl could wear a pastel pink. An old lady could wear a dusty rose pink. And they'd all look completely different and give off completely different vibes. But um, I just think it's a really, really happy colour. And that seems to be the general overview. Well, I'm going to leave you be now. I'm sure you've got some Googling to do of your own favourite colours and what the psychologists say. And yeah, have a little read. Feel free to disagree with them. It is... Um, Yes, yeah, personal after all. 
So, uh, yes, thank you very much for joining me, Dolly, a.k.a. the Queen of Pyjamas. I'll be back next month with a podcast, maybe even before, if you're lucky. Thanks a lot, guys, and have a great day. Bye. Thanks for listening to us on Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. Don't forget that we release a brand new episode every Wednesday for you all to enjoy. So if you love lingerie as much as we do, make sure to catch us same time, same place next week. Don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get a 10% discount off your membership today. So if you love lingerie as much as we do, make sure to catch us same time, same place next week. In fact, it's not just lingerie we love to talk about and review. We cover it all from the world of intimates. From lingerie to hosiery, swimwear to sleepwear, kink and bondage, and we even review sex toys. All in the best possible taste, of course. With over 6,000 published reviews online, we are the number one review site and we're publishing more every day. And don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get a 10% discount off your membership today.